Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast or Instagram Live, or I guess this could also be Instagram IGTV. No matter how you're watching this, what we're going to be doing right now is we're going to break down and review all that happened from the Indianapolis first round that uh, happened just this last weekend here uh, on the last Saturday. We're here, we're recording this on a Monday afternoon. And uh, let's crack things wide open and get straight into things with the 250 class, of course. Uh, maybe not as stacked as it has been in the past uh, with two factory guys already out of the championship. That was a, a huge, um, yeah, it's a huge detriment to the series. Uh, but either way, we press on, we move forward, and guys will step up in the results. Um, Sort of to unpack things right off the hop, the the racetrack, very, very difficult to maneuver upon. Uh, this was one of the most technical tracks that we saw, that we've seen so far in the series. Of course, this is only round four, but uh, the, the sticky soil that we saw from Indianapolis 1 combined with um, just a, a ruddy track and uh, what I would consider to be a pretty difficult layout all things considered, uh, all that added up together to see some a lot of mistakes, uh, and I, I predicted that on uh, actually the uh, the YouTube uh, show that I did with uh, none other than um, Dave Drakes on his channel. If you're not following the Collective Experience on uh, YouTube, go ahead and do so. He's a fantastic follow, um, and if you're listening to this uh, as a podcast, even if you're watching this as uh, an IGTV. It's a free podcast, it's free IGTV, but I, I send you one fee. The fee for this particular podcast is to send me one fan, one like-minded individual who thinks just like we do. And, uh, oh, awesome. I have a, I have a, a package that my neighbor's uh, delivering for me. Perfect timing. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, but let's get back to the show here. Like I said... If you love the podcast, you enjoy it. If you enjoy the IGTV, send me one fan. So let, let's break down the 250s. Let's crack this thing wide open. Colt Nichols, two in a row. He's been fantastic so far this season. He's yet to finish out, outside the podium, and he's the only guy to do that so far. Uh, everybody else, um, the other two members of the podium this last weekend were brand new to it. Uh, Mosman with, I believe that was a career best and Shimoda with a career best as well. No podiums last year, even though, even though he was third in the championship standings as rookie of the year last year, that's why he's number 30, uh, in your program, uh, for the, the pro circuit Kawasaki. Of course, Forkner goes out last week, uh, with the, the collarbone, or I guess that's what they're calling. That's what we would speculate as to what it is. Could be a separated shoulder. He could be back as, as early as Orlando. But the problem is, is that the championship will all be f but gone. These three rounds, uh, he'll be 75 points plus behind whoever the leader is, and there's no coming back from that. I would be surprised to see him come back in Supercross, to be completely honest, with all of the protocols and uh, him having to get used to and, and ready to race uh, Supercross or race outdoors. I think he'd make full focus to go race outdoors, but we'll see what happens. Um, the heat races played out as you'd expect, uh, couple, like obviously when you split these two classes up, um, you're going to have, uh, like a couple of fast guys in both classes and they were able to walk away from everybody. Christian Craig 
qualifying first out of his first heat race. He he won that in uh, spectacular fashion over his teammate. You could throw a blanket over the two of those, over him and Colt Nichols. And then uh, same thing with Jet Lawrence. He uh, he, qual he had a, a crash in the qualifying, ended up coming back to, I believe, that was a third spot in the qualifying, uh, in his qualifying, and his qualifier was won by Michael Mosman, which was a bit of a precursor. Of course, Mosman, little bit of frontier justice, he takes out uh, Jet during the uh, the heat race. Uh, I think that was, um, I think the, the punishment fit the crime. Uh, obviously, Jet did it in a, in a, a main event, which uh, is not something you uh, really, like, I don't think anybody was super happy about. Uh, I don't think he lost any fans over it, to be completely honest. But uh, there was definitely a, a, a situation where Michael Mosman needed to um, settle the score, and he did exactly that in the heat race, uh, which was smart to do that in the heat race rather than doing it in the main event, which I think would have created uh, this thing to go further and more uh, Harvard bad feelings between the two of them. I think the two of them have squashed it now, and they can move forward. So when the gate dropped from the main event in the 250 class, Colt Nichols, he took the whole shot, he led the first lap, he led all 20 laps, and it was see ya later. It was never in question uh, for Colt Nichols, who uh, has shown speed this entire series so far, and this is actually the first time that we've seen Colt Nichols uh, be fully healthy um, for a whole series, at least to this point. And for, of course, we saw him uh, healthy a couple of years ago when he led the series points for, uh, in 2018. Uh, but it's good to see the 64 machine out front and uh, and he was able to lead the way. What allowed him to now have what I believe is a 13 point lead over his second and third place uh, guys who are in, uh, I believe he's got uh, uh, 18 points, if I'm not mistaken, on Jet. And a few a few less, I think it's eight points. Looks like it's eight points on uh, on Craig. Um, is, is that the two, Jet, and Craig get together on the last lap. My opinion, it was uh, an ill-advised move from Craig to move out there to try and block. I think he would have had the space if he went on the inside. He's faster than the whoops. We've heard this before where he would have been able to get to the end of the whoops section, go inside, inside, and, and take the second spot. Even though you could tell he was tired. Uh, Jet was eating him up uh, at the end of the... Uh, um, the end of the season or at the end of the race uh clearly um craig late in the race is, is an issue for him right now um i think between not wanting to change his gear and the light on his bike uh, i think there's some something's going on in the head of christian craig right now and it might become unraveled um sooner as opposed to later i, I think christian craig either needs to bounce back huge on tuesday or he's gonna have a big big problem on his hands so, Jet Lawrence, of course, he gets a terrible start, ends up working his way all the way up to the third spot, was making making a pass into second when he comes together with Christian Craig. They both go down, Jet stalls the motorcycle, and who capitalizes but Michael Mosman and Joe Shimoda, both of, both of which move forward and collect career-best finishes. And uh, honestly, I was happy to see it. Shimoda, he's been moving forward, he's been showing a lot of... Uh, uh, potential and speed and I think that he wants to be up there uh, he's maybe still a little bit of a tick off but the fact that it's a sophomore season he doesn't have a lot of supercrosses under his belt 
Uh, a great podium performance from him. I know he wants to earn it properly without having it handed to him by, by Lawrence and Craig, uh, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. Now, the next rider on the list, Mitchell Oldenburg, this is where I expect... Uh, this is not the high watermark I would expect from Mitchell Oldenburg. I think that he can get a podium in this field, especially with some of the mistakes that we've seen. But for all intents and purposes, Mitchell Oldenburg should be no worse than sixth spot. He's better than Thomas Doe. He's better than John Short. He's better than Josh Osby. So he should be in front in front of those guys. Weekend, weekend, race in and race out. I always say weekend and week, weekend and week out. But right now we don't have that luxury given the fact that we're racing on Tuesdays all the time. Um, same, honestly, same can be said for the, the back half of the top 10. Like, uh, obviously Verizzi was up there early. He had a, he had a fall, uh, that relegated him back to 11th, but you can basically, uh, interchange him and Grant Harlan. Harlan, not as, uh, uh, experienced in Supercross as Verizzi is, given the fact that Verizzi at one point was a podium contender, uh, albeit in the super mini class, but at the, uh, those, uh, Monster Energy Cups, uh, where the uh, the Super Minis race at the like uh, the Monster Energy Cup is a bit of a sideshow. He placed third at one of those uh, those races, and he actually did quite well. And, and of course, living at Milestone for all the years he has, he has a ton of time on a Supercross track. So don't sleep on Joshua Verreed. And if you're playing Pulp Max Fantasy, he might just pay off for you this coming Tuesday. So because with, with an 11th spot gives him a little bit bigger handicap moving forward. Um, but yeah, Thomas Doe, John Short, Josh Osby, like those guys, I would, I would, 10 times out of 10, I'm putting them ahead of guys like Hunter Sales, Jeremy Hand, De Devin Simonson. The only guy that I could see mixing into that group would be uh, Kevin Morans, who uh, Morans qualified ninth. He started out 21st and ended up coming all the way back uh, to 15th spot. Hunter Slosher, uh, if you're playing Pulp Mix Fantasy for like me, you might have uh, cashed in big with with Slosher. I current I certainly did, uh, and so did my girlfriend. She had him on his team as well, and we both uh, well over 200 points on the night. Pretty excited about that. Uh, and then the rest of these guys just absolutely throw them in a blender every single time. You don't know where they're gonna be. Uh, both Lane Shaw and Max uh, Max Miller have speed to tangle up there with the Josh Fariz of the world, the Hunter Sales of the world. But the reality is those guys were 18th and 19th respectively. And uh, um, and that's just the just how tight and how like how many variables are kind of in the like balls are in the air when it comes to the back half of the top 20 in the main events. Like uh, uh, I believe that was the first main event ever for Max Stanford. No have no idea who this kid is. He's out of Maryland apparently, Pasadena, uh, Maryland. Um, same thing with uh, uh, Lorenzo Camparisi, same idea, out of Italy. He's shown good rides in the past, but he's also exploded in some LCQs. Uh, and I know this hurt my buddy James, uh, <clears throat> James Dahlman in, in fantasy. The 88 machine of Logan Carnow, who I believe his top, his high watermark for the season is going to be around the 10th, 11th spot. He definitely has the speed to get up there with the guys. I don't know if he has the fitness late in the race to stay there. Uh, but he didn't even get that opportunity. He uh, he qualified 11th, uh, which was a good out of the heat race. Uh, but uh, you could literally see him toying around with his, his the back of his motorcycle uh, and bouncing it up and down uh, in the uh, on the gate. Clearly, the shock was blown. He took off from the gate to collect his his uh, main event money. Uh, but 
for all intents and purposes, he was just out there to circulate the track, and uh, the 88 machine will, will be in a much better position to uh, to pay off for you in fantasy if you're able to pick him, like I can, coming up uh, on Tuesday night, tomorrow night. It's amazing these races are going to be right on top of you. Uh, so far, uh, in the championship standings right now, Colt Nichols is is in the is in the lead, and I believe he will be your championship uh, winner. He's the first of two wins. Uh, he's got he's got the lowest uh, average uh, finish, of course, but uh, but by more than a, a full uh, placing by the two guys that are behind him, and he hasn't really had to deal with Shimoda or Mosman at all in any of these races. He's been that far ahead. He's been dominant, and I can I. I think he's going to continue to do so, especially with the fact that we got two more races at Indy, which really that plays into his his uh, favor as far as the, the soil conditions, because he's from Oklahoma. It says uh, Murrieta, California, on the on the entry list. That's not where he's from. He's from Oklahoma, and he's fast as all hell. So let's move over to the 450 class, at where I like the more I look at this 450 class, the more I'm blown away with how many champions, how many multiple champions that we have, 250 guys. We have three Supercross champions, recent ones that are that are all going, uh, fighting tooth and nail. Tons of guys that have won races in the past, uh, some high performing rookies. And that's why uh, you have guys like Marvin Muskan, who at one point was, I believe he was 13th. He had a bit of a, he was uh, tied up there. Uh, early in this early in the race uh, after qualifying third he ends up coming back to a 10th spot which is not going to sit well with a guy like Marvin Moosecamp uh, but that's the reality of this series right now and I'm sorry if he didn't he didn't pay off in Pulp MX Fantasy but that means he might get an opportunity to pay off for me in this coming week um, so let's start our talk start this chat off with the fourth different winner in a row from Germany by way of uh, Claremont, Florida, apparently. Um, Honda HRC's Ken Roxon. He started out third, stalked his prey. He was doing really, really well. I was, I was really impressed with how he was riding. And it definitely looked like he was being held up at the beginning by Adam. Uh, Adam Cianciarulo, of course, extremely strong at what he does. Uh, I think that he's, his, his arm's bugging him a little bit. I think he's got some nagging issues. But, uh, uh, and that's why he wasn't able to stay right where he needed to be. For, for whatever reason, Cianciarolo is not physically where he needs to be to lead these races. But again, another fourth spot, you can't be uh, upset with that. He's, he's placing well ahead of a number of guys who uh, would love to be there. So Adam, and, uh, Adam uh, Cianciarolo, for all intents and purposes, uh, he qualifies first. He's winning heat races. He's cashing those checks. Uh, he's, he's getting good starts, he's moving forward, and I think if he can sort out this body thing, uh, he's definitely going to be able to uh, to move in the right direction and uh, contest for wins later on in the season. Of course, these races are going to come at you faster and faster and faster, and it's, and the season's going to keep going, going to feel longer and longer. Uh, so that might uh, kind of build up for him, but for right now, I think he's got potential to win races later on in the season. Um, Roxon got to be a monkey off his back. You know he's, he, he, he's carrying the red plate in, but he hadn't won a race yet. He wanted to win. He had one taken away from him by Dean Wilson, who unfortunately had to miss this last round because of a practice crash. Um, but he was able to do so. He was able to lead a bunch of laps. Uh, he, out, he jumped off the track at one point, relinquished the lead to Eli Tomac, who led two laps. And then uh, Ken was able to get right back by him and, uh, and sail it in for the win. The two of them 
fought tooth and nail. Even Eli Tomac even mentioned how much of a great battle they had, which is pretty cool considering uh, like Eli, he just wants to win. He doesn't usually mention how much fun the racing was, but the fact that the two of them were able to, to, to ride as well as they were, and at one point they had absolutely dropped everybody else. Uh, it wasn't even close. I believe they had 12 seconds on Adam uh, when he was passed by Cooper Webb, who eventually moved into the third spot. And I think this is where we we create the dividing line. Like all all three of these guys so far uh, have wins. Um, yeah, Webb has a win. Um, I believe he won the uh, yeah he won he won the last round in Houston. These three guys have wins so far. Uh, of course, the third being uh, or the fourth being uh, Justin Barja. Uh, he gets a 13th, which is a huge shot in the balls. He's not happy about that, and he's got to be uh, pretty bummed on, on his night. He was karate kicking uh, Malcolm Stewart's bike in the first corner, or at least on the first lap there. Um, not what you want to see from a championship contender and a 13th spot. Um, really affects his championship. Now he's sitting in the fifth place spot, uh, a number of points out. He's well over. He's almost he's almost twenty points out of the championship right now, which which prior to this was a very very tight tight race. So I think you've got three maybe four guys that have separated themselves. You can add Cianciarolo in the mix because he's been up there and his average finish is uh, inside the top six. Um, but for all intents and purposes, I think that Adam is, um, is is he's with those guys, but I don't think he's he's on the tail end of that top four. Um, another fantastic ride from from Zach Osborne. He runs into the gate. He, he comes around on the first lap in 12th, and he eventually moves all the way up to the fifth place spot. And I know fifth doesn't sound like something you want to write home about, but the fact that he's able to pass all of these guys, all of these former champions, uh, and race winners in the past. Joey Savacci has a ton of race wins in the 250 class. Anderson, 2018 champion, double double 250 champion uh, of last year in Dylan Ferrandez, three-time 250 champion. You got a double champion in Aaron Plessinger that he had to get around. Like this is some serious hot heavy hitters that he had to move through uh, on a track that was very very difficult. So. Hats off for him for getting as close as he has. He's still pretty a pretty well ways out in the championship, of course, uh, having not had some of the rides that he was looking to have. Um, looking for him on the... He's still in 10th in points after a 5th spot, because, of course, if you go 10, 10, 9, 5, um, with a lot of guys having some good rides ahead of you, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to move up that much in points. He's currently... He's almost 40 points down right now. He's 30 points down right now, uh, which is not where he wants to be. I think that he's going to have some better races ahead uh, at uh, at Indy. But you know what? With this class as stacked as it is, um, some guys just aren't going to be able to move to the front like you'd expect them to. Um, absolutely fantastic ride from Joey Savacci with an eighth. Uh, he had a he had a great start. He's basically just dumped the clutch when he thought the the gate was going to drop. He timed it perfectly. Uh, still didn't get the whole shot, mind you. Uh, ends up coming around the first lap in sixth spot. Uh, but he stayed there and was was in the fight all the way to the very end. He ends up eighth, 
best finish on the on the year so far for him and a step in the right direction and same thing goes for Jason Anderson the 2018 champion honestly you'd expect him to be more in the fight with these guys I think that he might be dealing with some things physically that are holding him back a little bit whether that's fitness whether that's a, a nagging injury or otherwise we don't really know because that's a pretty quiet camp over there in the on the on the husky side um, and your top six was rounded out by rookie Dylan Ferrandez, who like another good ride from Dylan. Like um, he he had uh, like a bit of a quiet night, all things considered, but he's putting in some solid rides throughout the season, and uh, I believe he's uh, the top performing Yamaha so far on the season. So uh, that's definitely a feather in the cap when you're a rookie and the best guy in your team. That's a step in the right direction as well. Uh, solid night for uh, for Aaron Plessinger. Can't really complain. Uh, at one point, he was dead last. He's on the ground. He starts 20th. He moves all the, all the way up to 9th. So you know that he was feeling a little bit. And with these rutted tracks and uh, the long legs, uh, I, could, I could definitely see uh, a guy like Plessinger having some standout rides and maybe even paying off in fantasy uh, towards the end of this particular season or into the stint in Indianapolis. I already mentioned that Marvin Muscan rounded out your top 10, not where he wants to be, but considering where he was on the first lap, uh, oh, it was actually 13th on the, on the first lap. So um, he actually didn't move that far forward. Uh, bit of a question mark for Marv. Um, uh, Malcolm Stewart, down on the first lap, he was last off the start, uh, but he was able to move his way up to 11th. Um, Justin Brayton had a fall late. He was uh, he was up there. He was in the fight. He started out fifth. Uh, he was he gave up a few positions later in the race. Um, Justin Barsha thirteenth. Uh, not at all what you're looking for from a, from a guy who says I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy who wins the first round and then has issues the rest of the series. Um, I hope things turn around for him because he looks good on that gas gas uh, uh, machine. Uh, but it's if anybody needs a bounce back performance uh, after uh, their Saturday, it's either Mooseken or it's uh, Barsha, who uh, 13th got a can't feel good. Uh, the rest of the guys, honestly, quiet nights from just about everybody, including Politelli and Nicoletti, who make it into the main event. And uh, for lack of better terms, they basically started out 18th and 19th, rolled around out there. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to create too many waves, but it bums me out. When you see guys who uh, make it into the main event and uh, they don't particularly, they, they don't race forward. They like they don't make things difficult for guys like Brandon Hartraft or Kyle Chisholm, who are many years their senior. Or I guess Hartraft is, is a younger guy, but still, he's uh, he's a guy that those guys should be able to race with. And uh, basically, those guys were relegated to the back of the pack. Uh, Politelli just snuck in there by pushing out Carlin Gardner in the last. Uh, uh, second there in the LCQ uh, but the two of them didn't really put in uh, a, like a, a solid full main event in fact I believe uh, Adam Entiknap's average lap time was six seconds off of uh, of the leaders so um, he's getting he was two laps down and I believe both those guys were two laps down and that kind of bummed me out to see um, but either way uh, you make it into the main event uh, you you earned your right to be there and, uh, and they, they uh, put in their laps. So uh, that's my, my take on the 250, cla or 250 class and the 450 guy class, guys. I hope that you enjoyed listening. 
If you enjoyed listening, as always, I encourage you guys to reach out to me on, on Instagram. Uh, either make a post on your story or share this uh, with some like-minded individuals who might like Big MX Radio as well. I would really appreciate that. Uh, we're going to try and put the, something together as for some prizes uh, for those who are going to are kind enough to do so. And send me that one friend. Send me somebody who is going to love this podcast just as much as you do. And hopefully we can uh, continue to grow the podcast, keep doing the podcast, and uh, you can be a, a part of that by increasing the numbers of people who get to listen. Now, uh, as always, appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully you guys have a great rest of your day and uh, thank you for taking the time to watch the podcast or while listen to the podcast or watch IG, IGTV. Uh, this has been awesome. Uh, Maddie G sh- uh, checking in super late as we're just wrapping this thing up. Looks like we're going to try and connect with him. Uh, of course, he's the wrench for Joe Shimoda. Uh, later on this week, look out for that podcast to be coming over the, uh, the Instagram, whether it be Instagram or be looking for it on, uh, uh, iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for everybody for listening and uh, we'll chat again soon. Take care, everybody.